We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Computer, this is Data. I'm an Android. I'm a basketball. I was processing all of the information. Processing. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Rangers pick basketball. Analytics was crap. Does not compute. Just because you got good stats doesn't mean you're a good team. Hello and welcome back to the Lakers Exceptionalism Podcast. My name is Tom Z, joined as always by my man Tim, aka Cranjus McBasketball. And Tim, we spent the weekend together in real life like humans do. How are you doing, buddy? How's the sunburns? <laughs> it's that's I, I was gonna say I am still just a lobster, dude. I uh Whew. We were out there playing spike ball for quite a bit on the beach. Uh congratulations to Tom. His team won the tournament. Uh, it was a great time, though. Good to see you again. It was. Yes, uh, yes. You know, we we missed some Lakers games, but uh, we had a, our chance to catch up and lots to talk about, dude. We've got some exciting young players. It's been good. So the first two games, you know, the team lost. These games don't really matter, but right. the team lost the first two games. And then we go away and they won the, the next two since then. So there have been a lot more good uh, highlights and, and stuff to catch. So... Very excited to talk through it today. There's so many exciting young guys that we couldn't even fit them all into the pregame video. Exactly. And I think that speaks to how good of a job this front office did with grabbing these, not just the, the couple drafted guys, but the undrafted free agents, just finding extra players that make some sense short-term and then also have some great long-term upside. Yeah, we just, uh, for the pod listeners, had a video on Max Christie. Um, JHS, Colin Castleton, and Maxwell Lewis. We didn't have any Demoy Hodge footage. I did grab some. He's been amazing, Tim. I want to. I want to say I am on the Hodge Hive. Demoy uh, Caldwell Pope, Demoy uh, Mobley, as Mike Garcia calls him, Katina Mobley. I love that as well. Big fan of that guy's game. But uh, he was not in our intro. So yeah, so many exciting guys to mention, Tim. But let's dive right in with uh, Max, because it is, as the title says, Max season. He has been put in charge of this team as far as, you know, being the primary creator kind of guy, best guy on the court, right? And he has looked really comfortable doing it. And for second year guys who, um, you know, barely played in the first year, what you kind of want to see is some development. 
And for the second year, you know, Keegan Murray's of the world, the Jalen Williams of the world, they're going to dominate. I would put Max closer to those guys and how he's performed in summer league than just a, you know, low end uh, pick from the year before who's just getting a little bit more run. He's been fantastic, Tim. I don't know how you felt about uh, Max in summer league. Yeah, he's been really good. He's taken a jump. He is looking like the guy that a year ago Rob Lincoln told us he'd be where they said, hey, th- this guy's going to need some time. We-, we see him as you know a lottery pick next year, and we're going to get him you know, later in the draft now, stash him, develop him, and have him ready to go. I think he's ready to go. And as we talked through with the free agent signings, what the resulting rotation depth chart might look like, he was a guy – the team needed to take a step forward. He wasn't in a position where he's like, you know, the third stringer. And if he's ready, he's ready. If he's not, no worries. We need him to be ready. And so far he looks ready. And to your point, he's, I mean, I think in the regular season, we're going to see him play a lot of, you know, he'll he'll be more off ball when he's playing alongside LeBron and AD. And he's been fantastic. He's absolutely phenomenal as an off ball player with this group, but on ball, he's shown a bunch of promise. And he's been such a focal point for them between, I mean, pick and roll ball handler scoring possessions have been his top play type. 30 of those seven spot ups, his second most used thing in the half court. So, so much pick and roll. And they've been running a lot of sets for him too. AI cuts. There was, I saw they started, uh, I think it was the second game or the third game with a clear out set where they had like two guys cut to the other side of the court. And then he lifted from the corner up to the wing to then like stampede cut and catch on the move. Uh, really, you know, smart stuff. They're trying to get his length. They're trying to use sets to give him that little advantage to attack off of. But even without that, just catching and then needing to turn something into something with an ISO or a pick and roll, he's been super effective. That's been really, really encouraging to see. And one element, Tom, that I see a huge jump in, and I want to talk about some of the moves I've seen from him that look really really encouraging yeah. but the shooting the shooting's been really good the pull-up yeah. shooting is at 1.1 points per shot on pull-ups including four for seven on his pull-up threes that's not been part of his game he hit 10 total pull-up threes on 29 percent shooting between his season at michigan state summer league last year for the lakers for the parent team last year with the lakers and with total pull-up threes between those four teams in two seasons, he's already hit four of them in four games. So that to me is encouraging, obviously small sample size, but he looks comfortable. The form looks good. He looks like like that really good shooter that he was in high school in AAU growing up. And he had that great form and he was shooting really well from three at Michigan state. And then it dropped off later in the season. He looks good. And I'm very encouraged by that because that's really good. You know, it's, it's good to have the self-creation and that upside, but we also need you to be able to play well on the court with this team this season. And in order to do so well, that spacing will be a factor. And he shot well on catch and shoot threes last year. Being able to continue that and then also have the pull-up threes is kind of where, you know, he's taking those steps from just spot-up wing 3 and D guy to more of a, you know, dynamic wing player. And, and to me, that's yeah. one critical piece of it. Yeah, it's it, it's really so, so, so satisfying to watch a young guy come into his own at the perfect time that you need kind of what he brings to the table, Tim. But what he was offering in summer league is that three level scorer with fluidity, right? He's not um, 
you know, he has a couple plays where he's a little too fast, but for the most part, he's extremely under control and very creative and getting bumps, um, turns, you know, resets, uh, getting you uh, kind of just off your, your balance and then getting a shot up. Uh, and he has an amazing arc. Um, his shot looks a lot more, you know, confined than it used to. He's got a little dip in there. He's, he's, he's firing it up, getting his feet set. So I like what I see. You know, he's hitting his spot ups as well. But ultimately, a high-end, young, athletic, you know, 3 and D player who can kind of score at all three levels, he is going to get such amazing quality of shots that, he just has to kind of like make those reads. And I think you're seeing him grow into that already, Tim, just making the right basketball play time after time. Agreed. Yeah. That consistency, not just flashes, but on a play-by-play basis, looking comfortable, looking smooth. The form looks good. The, the, the IQ and the passing looks good. Really, really good to see. And you can also very much tell he's been to Phil Handy, uh, like ball handling school ball with handling the dribble you. combos he's been working in there. Yeah, dude. Do you remember when Handy put out that video? I think it was last season where he just like, it was like, hey, fans, like, you know, you want to dribble like the pros, whatever. And he showed just a couple dribble combos. Mm. I don't know if it was last season I do. or a couple years I ago. I do, Tim, because I started doing them. All those combos yeah, I started and, working and in. <laughs> and it's good stuff. I mean, it's a shame we didn't get to play hoops uh, yeah, yeah, this past yeah. weekend. But, um, you know, we, we need to revisit that. It's been a couple of years since we went to uh, Summer League and beat the hell out of the silver screen and roll guys and pick up. Um, we've seen him. And, and there's the one move that I saw repeatedly on the film was the between the legs crossover immediately into the just normal crossover and then go. Like, get you going to your right and then boom, I'm going right back left. And he's been able to get half a step on defenders doing that. And then with his two, like with his long legs, getting those long steps, he covers a bunch of ground and is able to get to the rim really well. Now, when you do cut him off, we've seen him be very, this is another thing that I think is like really encouraging to see. It's not like he's just trying to get to the rim no matter what. And if you cut him off, he throws up some junk. If you do stay in front, he's under control. He'll jump stop or he'll, you know, stop and then he'll fade and he'll create space. Again, he's got the long arms, the long legs, under control fadeaways for very short mid-range jumpers, and he's dropping those left and right as well. So he scores at that first level. He scores at that second level, but not necessarily like I'm trying to take shots a step inside the three-point line. It's if you if I drive and then you stop me, I'm going to get the next best thing. And to your point earlier, he is making good passing reads. He, I believe, leads. Yeah, he leads the team in assists right now. That's really nice to see. We have also seen a couple of times he's had that really low dribble pickup uh, as he's kind of like ripping through almost. And if guys try to reach down, he'll draw that foul and then get his two steps with a continuation. So if you try to reach, he'll teach. And that's been, I don't know. I, I love it. I love it. And we even saw him use some force, you know, leaning forward with his head and shoulders forcefully, but legally to create some space. And then he faded on one play. I don't think he hit the shot there, but he's shown Dribble combos, he's shown some burst. He's shown like the ability to, if if he doesn't beat you, make something good happen from it. He's not necessarily forcing things. And the jumper's falling. And I just I'm overjoyed with just watching him play thus far. It's been a blast. He's been effective. And I I think he's ready. I think he is too. And I also want to like 
slightly pump the brakes, right? This is this guy's still at 19 years old, 20 years. He's, he's extremely I'm just once he gets up against some vets, right? No, a few more tricks than he does. Weren't gonna bite on the pacing and the you know fundamentals. I'm high on Max Christie, don't get me wrong. But part of me worries slightly that you know that backup to him being penciled in there on a regular basis. You might want to, you know, think about what you might be able to bring in. Um, because it, he's still a young player. You don't want to force him into, you know, uh, too many minutes too early um, to kind of rush him up because I think he's going to be really good, mm-hmm. Tim. So um, Max has been awesome, but like you said, like the passing, the the extra playmaking, the creation, it's been, you know, pocket passes. It's been hit aheads. It's been just simple. This guy's shading a little bit too far. I'm just going to pass one pass away. And then Cole Swider is, you know, good enough to get this shot up. So I'm encouraged by that kind of connector piece of him as well. Um, mm-hmm. Defensively, I think he's pretty much what we we saw from him last year. I don't know if you have any anything else to add there. Um, I think he's really good with his feet and his hips. Um, and it will project to be, like, maybe our best chaser. Yeah, I, he's – I, I want to watch some more of the defensive film in catch up I area that I just I need to go rewatch some film. Um but from what I did see watching live and then like I was watching like from a bar or wherever and then the little I've seen on the defensive film thus far, he's looking good. He's looking good in terms of staying in front, in terms of being able to contest a lot of shots, navigating screens on ball, off ball. I think he's got more time to work on that technique and it's showing a little bit. And he's doing well from a counting stat standpoint as well and even things that aren't quite in the box score. He's second in the team in defensive rebounds, leads the team in charges drawn, leads the team in blocks. He's got two steals as well. And he's had a pretty low foul rate despite all of that activity. So a guy that's been disruptive and stays in front and isn't fouling, that's encouraging. And, and to your point, he's, he's 20 years old. He's got a lot of room for growth. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I think he will be at the least – the very least a good off ball offensive guy with some extra pop that we will continue to see develop and get more and more opportunity. And the defensively, it looks like he'll be able to hold his own. I just, we're seeing him start to transition from three and D guy to he's, he's starting to build some of that foundation for dynamic wing score. And what does that look like? It looks like him being able to use moves to create an advantage. He doesn't need to catch the ball with an advantage check or, or he's on the way. And as you mentioned, defenses, you know, they're going to go, they're going to see, oh, he's got, he's got, he likes to go to these two or three moves and they'll do better at stopping that than these summer league guys are going to do. And so he will need to continue adding to the repertoire, but we're seeing him start. And a lot of guys don't even get this far. So that's a good start. We're also seeing him be comfortable with this pull-up shooting contested from two or from three. That's a building block, like key fundamental thing. If you want to be a dynamic wing scorer. And then the third thing is he's self-creating shots at the rim and he's finishing well, or he's drawing contact once there. So those three things, rim pressure, the pull-up shooting, and the ability to create an advantage that kind of unlocks those two things. I'm I'm loving it. And that's all on top of we know he's a good three-point shooter. So don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But I am still buying and buying and buying Max Christie stock. Yep. And very happy with what he's done so far. Would you like to see him shut down? Or would you rather see him get more reps? I guess it's like, do we want him to get extra reps? 
Or do well, we want to say you've shown us enough and give like Max Lewis and some of the other guys? Props? Well, well, we play at the Celtics tomorrow. So, you know, after that, Ooh. after that, he's playing out after for sure. that, <laughs> you can shut him down. Uh, yeah, I think he's probably due. I think he's shown us as much to your point earlier. You know, it's like the outcome of the games don't matter win or loss, but coaches do want to see things. And I think for as much as you could have asked from Max, um, he's shown it. You know, so give these other guys, I was telling you before the pod, Maxwell Lewis hasn't had as much opportunity um, as some of these other guys. You know, we just have a pretty talented, uh, I don't think it's quite the 17 summer league team, but it's a pretty talented squad too uh, here. Um, so I think it'd be smart to be able to give Demoy Hodge and JHS and some of these other guys a little bit more lead capacity uh, and, and Max's been who we would like him to, to be, you know, shuns mm-hmm. and growth. So, um, Tim, moving from a player who we're super, super, like, thrilled and excited to see, um, and Jalen Hood Shabina, who, you know, we did the first game, a little underwhelmed. He had a slow start to the second game as well. But some of his shooting has come along. He has looked a lot more like the player who we expected. And I'm going to be honest, I'm still, like, cold to lukewarm on him. Um, even when he makes some of those, you know, mid rangers or, or pull up threes that he had, have, what have you seen from JHS? Um, cause he has definitely had better games uh, the last couple. Yeah. He's, he's gotten more comfortable. He doesn't look as sped up now like he did earlier on. I'm liking his pick and roll patience and reads. And I think his pacing in ball screens is really good. And by pacing, I don't necessarily mean run the fastest. I mean, he comes off the screen, he gets that advantage, he secures the advantage, and he also does a d- good job buying time for his big to get downhill. If you beat your big men downhill, the defense doesn't necessarily need to guard that guy unless it's a pick-and-pop option, which uh, Colin Castleton is not. So you want Castleton to be able to get downhill and be a threat so the defense needs to defend him and you and all the spot-up shooters, and he's done a pretty good job with that. Now, to good pacing – he does have some good bursts to his game. And that's been something that For allows sure. him to get to the rim. He has some different gears. And that's a good element to have a transition as well as uh, as a pick and roll ball handler. So when the defense is on his heels or after he gets that advantage and his guy is chasing behind him, him being able to just, you know, go when he wants to go and create additional separation, I think is a good thing to see. Now, from a jump shooting standpoint, it's been it's been brutal, man. And yeah. it's it's been real bad. Yeah. He's got he shot 24% on his 25 pull-up jumpers. He shot 0 for 2 on his catch and shoot jumpers. Two things here. Those numbers are gonna be better. And those ratios aren't gonna be so heavily skewed. 25 pull right? yeah. two catch and shoot. And that speaks to his role on the team. And I think, you know, if we try to look at like his three point percentage of different things, it's like, all right, well, it's a lot of pull ups. Like, yes, yeah. we expect his mid range shooting to get better and, and and it should be good. It's nothing incredible. I mean, he was still shooting like it was like 0.8 something points per possession in college with the with the mid range pull up. So it's nothing that's going to like it's it, that shouldn't be a go to form of offense, but it's at a good enough point that you think you can build off of it. The pull up shooting from three. I'm a little less, you know, confident in, but I think his ability to get to the rim and make good decisions as a passer is good. But with the parent team, 
you got to, you know, he has to be able to play off ball a bit more. And that's still kind of TBD, partially because of his role in this team, partially just because the, the jump shooting has been real bad. And in college, the, the jump shooting, especially from the corners, was not the best. But we have seen him do a good job creating space. You know, he'll use that speed and then he'll stop on it on a dime. And then the defender keeps moving backwards. Right. That creates space. He uh, has done a better job, I think, not avoiding contact. And, and he still has at times, but he's a little less contact averse at the rim, which needs to happen. Uh, otherwise, I just don't see him be at his, at his size with his frame at an NBA level against NBA competition. You're going to struggle if you're trying to avoid contact. We're starting to see the growth there. And that's, Hey, new coaching staff, they're building up that confidence. And I want to see him continue to grow on that. Um, shooting the exact same points for possession on shots at the rim uh, for the summer league team as he did at Indiana. I want to see I want to see him prove a little bit more of the off-ball game. And I don't know if that means get him in lineups where there's another lead ball handler just to try to give him some of those extra reps or give Max Christie the ball even more. Uh, but I, I think that's an area that's still kind of TBD. It's not, oh no, you know, this is a, a you know a bad grade or you can't do it. We just haven't seen as much of that opportunity. So I'm gonna see him get get to doing that a little bit more. I think that's fair. And that's that I'm I want to be clear that I'm not out on JHS. I just think he's further away from contributing. So I'll I'll ask you this question, Tim, to kind of try and frame it a different way. Short-term version of JHS contributing to this team, better or worse than long-term version of being a contributor to this team and i think a uh, short-term version would be spot up shooter you know some some kind of you know defender your three and d guy um not unlike uh what dennis did a little bit less on ball or uh, you know I, he can do that that's fine um yeah but, i think you might want to pair him Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish. No, no, just the other part of the long-term game where you let him run an offense, right? And operate more as a guy who can choose to take a mid-ranger because he's really good at it or, you know, kind of probe and have the timing. That timing, that nuance, those plays are far in the future to me. So, yeah, which which path to take here? Because my view is he's a long-term guy who should probably not play, honestly. I think the path to him playing would be based on his size, he can be a two guard. And based on him being more of an on-ball guy right now, offensively and defensively, like at the point of attack, he's been he's been a bit up and down. But I think maybe as a chaser, you might be able to get a little more out of him relative to you know each of the, the different defensive roles. Maybe you pair him with a Gabe Vincent, and Vincent is your more off-ball. He's the smaller guy. He's got to be at the point of attack on defense. But on offense, he's not really that pick and roll guy. He's more of an off-ball spacer, which, you know, we framed as, you know, next to LeBron and AD, that makes sense. Next to JHS, that makes sense. So based on the size of the two guys, or based really on JHS's size, he has an opportunity to potentially compete for that backup two-guard spot alongside uh, Vincent. Offensively have the ball in his hands, so you're using him to that, to your point, more that long-term vision of this yeah. is what he's better at. And not like, cause I think if, if he's only competing with Debo and Vincent, he's not going to get time. Right. And if he's only competing for a role where he'd be an off ball offensive player, 
I agree with you. I just, I don't think he should be getting yeah. time. You've got better guys on this yeah. team that right now are better able to contribute. I think the fact that Vincent can play off ball and the fact that JHS is at his size gives you a unique opportunity to play the two of them together and use both of them in ways that make sense on each end of the court. Then you have to, I guess, zoom out and be like, all right, well, who else is in that lineup? Does this mean Max Christie's getting fewer minutes or is Max Christie ready to be a three? And and so the full 48-minute rotation map becomes a little bit more difficult because you could very much argue, like, I'd rather have Max play than, than JHS play. Uh, and I don't know that I disagree with you. But I think there are lineups that can make sense for him in a way that I'm seeing a lot more now than on draft night before free agency. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's more of a it's there's only so many hours in the day kind of thing, right? You're like, oh, JHS, we want you to, you know, get in the gym, get these corner threes up. You know what I mean? Get these shots up, uh, focus on being this, you know, three and D role player versus, you know, developing the skills that kind of we we already know you have that we could slow play, develop and kind of make you more comfortable with. But that's a little different role than we need right now. So hey it's hard to split the baby and somebody's going to run the South Bay Lakers, right. From an offensive standpoint. So that that's, that's a good thing too. You want that to be able to give that to somebody and and help them develop. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's kind of that, you know, you got to pick a path with JHS fairly soon and hopefully you can, you know, just bring him along. Uh, You know, he's, he's still a young player. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not too worried about the struggles in summer league. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's got to work on the jumper for sure. He will, regardless of if he's more of an on-ball or off-ball guy, like he's got to be able to shoot as, as a catch-and-shoot player. And so he he definitely has some work to do. But I think the growth in the finishing area is something that I, I'm i seeing at least. Like he, he's making some strides and he's got work to for do. Sure. I agree with you, like long-term, I feel more confident in his ability to contribute than short-term. But I don't know. I, if he, like, forget the first couple games where he couldn't hit a, a jumper to save his life. If he shoots decently on his on his jumpers moving forward every single game, I think I'll feel a bit more confident. He just front-loaded the sample, which will be a small sample given how many summer league games you play, with such a bad, bad performance that I can't imagine he's going to finish summer league and look like a good jump shooter if you just zoom out and look at the, the aggregate. So... Let's just hope that was, you know, a couple bad days. I, I think he's certainly showing us a worse version of his jump shooting than he could. I think if his mid-range jumper was a bit on more, we'd feel a little bit higher on him. But it'll come down to the threes, I think, for him. For sure. Uh, if you think if he was like a 34% uh, three-point shooter, he could survive on defense? Because I'm still a little worried on defense. Yeah, I want to watch the film a bit more specifically and like lock in and say, all right, you know, we're it's it's time to watch JHS play defense every single play in a row. I am worried. Looking at the Indiana film, it was not to me at a level that I'm I'm comfortable with him, you know, translating immediately to the NBA. So he's got coming from that, he certainly has work to do. I'll give him some time. I'll judge it fairly, but you know, we're going to judge it. It's not, Oh, well, these games don't matter. You can't criticize guys. Like, no, we'll we'll tell you where he is and expectations of like, all right, 
The offense on ball in a good spot. Off ball needs some work. Defense, he's going to need to work on, you know, if he's struggling to navigate ball screens or off ball screens, the idea of sticking him as your, your chaser doesn't work as well. Uh, so he's going to need to be able to be an adequate chaser. And that's something that I still, I guess, TBD, I'll have to check in with you on the next stream. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So, you know, what kind of helps me feel better. I don't know if I'm the only Lakers fan out there who feels this way about JHS is that we got three guys undrafted and with a second round pick, Colin Castleton, Maxwell Lewis, and Demoy Hodge, who I am just like very excited about, Tim. So the fact that this <laughs> scouting department, you know, general uh, office, uh, front office, God, those picks so right. And, and you know, I'm, I'm lukewarm on JHS. It's like, I don't even care about JHS. These three guys I'm very excited about. Uh, but let's start with Colin Castleton, who has shined throughout these, uh, these summer league games once he figured out how to not set a moving screen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was a little rough there in the beginning. Uh, he's, he's played well. And it is so glaringly obvious that he's been like optimized better. He's shooting the exact same efficiency at the rim as he did at Florida. And when we look at how he's been used, his play t- his top play type at Florida was post-ups, which he was below average at. He's done one of those total mm-hmm. for the Lakers in summer league so far. And I don't want him to be doing those 
in the regular season. That's something, you know, if he's able to put some weight on and continue developing that, yeah, in the future he could. But I need you to be more of a roll and cut big, finish at the rim on dump offs, cuts, rolls. And as you, you know, build the skill set, do a little bit more of the post stuff, maybe, you know, punish a mismatch here and there. That's how the team has used him. And I think that's how the Lakers parent team would be using him if and when he gets minutes for them. The other thing I noticed is 40% of his role man possessions at Florida were pops. And he was not a good jump shooter. So far, almost none of his roles have role man possessions have been pops for the Lakers. They're making the big guy go to the rim. And I love that. His jumper's still been poor. His finishing's been about the same. The frequencies are just skewed more towards what he's good at. And that's what we want to see. We want to see, you know, grow everywhere. But right now, we're going to use you at the things you're good at not put you in positions to fail. And that's made him look real good. In addition to that, he's done a damn good job. His floater is one area that, I mean, he shot six for seven. Uh, he, yeah. he shot he was, he, he shot eight for 17 all of last season in Florida. In his college career in five seasons, he shot 12 for 27. 12 made floaters in five seasons. He's hit six of them in four games. Yeah, but so, you know, it, it looks okay. It doesn't it does look, look like okay. he's only shot mm-hmm. that many. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. And I bet he shot hundreds, if not thousands in practice. He's got great touch. And this is just an area of his game that I just I don't think has been tapped into. He was good at it last year at Florida. He's not okay. 1.7 points per shot good, but he was 0.95 points per shot good. And that is solid. We'll take that. And we've seen that translate to him as a short roll guy, really need to be dunking everything to be good around the rim. He can catch in the, that little pocket and just put the, the push shot up and he's putting it in. Again, it's going to regress a little bit, but this is clearly an area of his game that he has confidence in and I watching him have confidence in. The other thing that is very obvious, and, and it's not just, oh, he's good at this. It's, oh, he's good at this and it changes how we as a team can play is his passing. The almost Marcus all type effect of like, all right, we're playing five out now. Big man's at the top of the key and he's not the shooter, but he's able to execute handoffs. He's able to hit back cuts. He's able to know when not to throw it to the back cut or not hand it off when it's not there. He's had a couple of plays where he's kept it and he's, and he's driven. He has 15 assists right now. Second on the team, five assists were from, were from handoffs. Three of them where he drove and then kicked it out which is, I mean, for a, a, a seven-footer, we've got a guy who's driving and then finding the open man after he draws help. That's great to see. It's not like the second he puts the ball on the floor, it's tunnel vision, which you you see sometimes with big dudes. So that's good to see. He's had a couple pass heads in transition. Like, he's run transition. Crazy. He's like seven feet tall. He's yeah. had a, a two assists where he was a postman passing to a cutter when the defense sent help. We love to see that. He had yep. one short roll kick out to the corner. He had one assist on a back cut, and he had one assist when he was on a roll uh, kicking out against help when the defense collapsed. So he catches, and if he's got the shot, he's putting it up. If he doesn't have the shot, he knows someone's open, and he's finding them. And I love that. He's an advantage extender, and he does a really good job finishing on the advantages as well. He's had two passing turnovers thus far, one on a short roll. So short rolls, he's got one turnover, one assist. And then one on a drive kick out. But other than, it's not like he's, you know, missing back cuts left and right or something like that. He's making smart passes and he's executing them. And that is really, really good to see 
So offensively, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. Short roll, normal roll, you know, five out, dribble handoff, playmaking. If you just sag off him, he'll go dribble at a shooter, give him the ball, and now we've got a ball screen where you're out of position, or they might just put the shot right up. And I see that fitting in really well and opening the floor for cuts and for drives. And, and you know, th- that's stuff that translates to me. His spatial awareness is amazing. And that ties into all of the positives that you just talked about to me. The passing, um, you know, the, the short roll, being able to, you know, hit a floater when he knows all of his reads. He's had very, very few just bad reads. And, yeah, he's not going to be, you know, like 75% from the field guy, like all the time. But the stuff he does on dribble handoffs to him, you know, like leading the guy and like the ball's in no man's land. No one has the ball. That guy can sprint downhill into that or just catch it and fire while Colin's able to like actually set the screen. He, mm-hmm. On one handoff, he crossed over an egg handoff into another handoff on the way. It's like the spatial awareness of himself, the guy he wants to pass to, the guy who's defending that guy, and the guy defending him is just fantastic. And if he can develop that kind of like push, you know, 10 foot shot to be able to like make them not be able to sag off of him, dude, I'm, I'm over the moon for this guy, like for, for real. He has so much better feel than what I saw in some of the film at Florida. And uh, not that he looked bad, but to your point, he was pounding the ball away, you know, biggest guy on the court trying to just get a little bit of an advantage over somebody, you know, comparable to him. Yeah. Yeah. You're seven feet tall. You're going to post up. And as a result of that, you know, in the, in the college game where he's bigger than just about everyone he's playing against, we saw him used in a way that at the NBA level doesn't make as much sense given his incorporating his frame. And it, in a He's way, is like some of the strengths. In the yeah, yeah, it's not differentiating anymore. And so that's where his ability to do all these other things is really good. There are other guys at the college level that are dominant post players that are doing it as like six, nine guys. And it doesn't work at the NBA level. And then they don't have these other skills and it doesn't translate. And people are like, oh, why was this very good college player? You know, why didn't he make it in the pros? It's because he didn't have those skills that translated for his frame. You have to understand, you know, some of these things, if you're if you're seven two, great, you're going to be able to post up no matter what level you're at. But if you're six nine, you're not necessarily going to be able to post up a bunch when you get to that NBA level, and everyone's you know that size or bigger. So he's done a really good job with the passing, with the floater. I'm curious to see how he well how the Lakers end up filling out their roster with, with an yes. additional big man. I was going to ask you this because. Does how he okay? You're gonna finish a point. I'm sorry. Before I was gonna say. Place. W- I think we might be based on who that is. It might like be Christian someone Wood. that Christian it, Wood. Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Um. It, it, so yeah, go get Christian Wood. If you can't get Wood, go get Biombo. But Wood would be great in terms of being able to space the floor. He could play alongside AD. He could play alongside mm-hmm. Castleton. Um. I need to watch more Wood film in terms of his passing and whatnot but i guess my where i was originally getting was i'm interested to see who that extra spot ends up going to and if that's someone that they the lakers can use in this kind of way because if castleton's got this great you know ability to pass and run the five out stuff run delay sets 
but they don't want to do that with AD and they go get Biombo and he doesn't do that, then I don't know that we're going to see it this regular season. Because, you know, when starters the Castleton or Castleton's the starter on the summer league team, yeah, you can you can kind of operate the offense that way. When he's the third stringer on the parent team, you don't structure the offense around your third string center. And so to me, how much we, you know, we're going to get to see the short role playmaking. We're going to get to see the finishing. We're going to get to see the push shot. How much we get to see the dribble handoff playmaking in a way will depend on how the team decides to fill out the roster. And then what the, uh, what the, what the scheme looks like. So I know Wood has good passing film. I just don't have a great feel for how he's getting to those. Want to go take a look at that. But uh, yeah, go get Christian Wood. He's a guy that, I mean, and I don't, I'll, I'll keep this very high level. Not the same situation as Malik Monk, but in a similar in that he will be coming at a discount for non-basketball reasons, potentially. And if you're able to get him right and focused and, and, and focused on court and aligned, you should, you will be able to get excess value out of him. And I mean, if, if, Everything were together for him on and off court. I think he probably would have gotten a cap space offer potentially for his on court play. But if you can get that talented of a guy at a min and then it doesn't work out, you can move on. If it does work out, you've got a ton of value. And that's the kind of thing you should be chasing with a minimum contract. So we'll see. LA, even though they save some space from their MLE, that's not the type of thing they can bake into an additional, like higher offer right now. That would be something they can utilize later in the year to offer more money for a buyout guy once that vet min is uh, prorated a bit down for the rest of the season. So, sorry, getting off on a massive tangent. No, I see you. But Castleton makes sense if you can get that spacing guy potentially just to play real big because he's fairly mobile. And I've been impressed with the mobility on defense. I've been impressed with his defensive instincts, with his understanding of – you talked about the spatial awareness on offense, the understanding and the awareness on defense of – can I contest the shot effectively or should I stay home and stay in rebounding position and box yeah. out and not give up, you know, the opposing center with nobody checking them out? He does a really good job of making those decisions while also being very active as a shot blocker. He blocks a lot of shots without chasing everything, which we see some guys do and it puts them out of position for rebounds. And he's not that. So that's really good to see. I think, he, you know, you got to get some more weight on, on him and then he'll fare better as an on-ball defensive guy. I think if you've got, you know, a Joel Embiid or a Jokic, which you could say this for just about anybody, but a, I don't know, even a Montrez Harrell, like one of those guys that can be a little bit stronger, maybe Harrell's not the best. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just describe the type of guy. I know what you mean. I, yeah. I like his room protection as a help defender more than I like it as an on-ball guy, but he does have a bunch of length. So even if you can push him around a little bit, he's tall, he's long. That's really good. That'll fare well for him. But uh, yeah, loving what I'm seeing from him defensively and offensively. And I'm really, I just, I don't know exactly how much uh, opportunity he'll have on the parent team. I know at some point he's going to get a real good shot just with how injuries go. And it's an 82 game season, but he looks like someone that is ready to play, you know, roll and cut big anchor, big, just plug him in and he'll be able to do a good job there. And then on top of that, he's got the push shot. He's got the passing. He's got some mobility on defense. So I see short-term fit and usefulness along with long-term upside. And the long-term might be like a year or two years from now in terms of like, all right, he's built out his frame a bit more. 
He can bang in the post, like on on defense. He's he's really ready. So really, really love the pickup. And we're seeing that play out more and more. He's more and more comfortable. He's putting up more and more numbers. He's building the chemistry with these guys. Can't wait to see him build that chemistry in preseason with, you know, a D'Lo, with a LeBron, with a Reeves. Uh, that, that'll be a fun group to watch. Yeah, sorry. The reason I aggressively shouted Christian Wood at you was not because I love Christian Wood <laughs> as an individual. It's more of like seeing Collins' development and seeing where he is right now, how much more ready he is than I thought he was. Makes me rethink trying to add someone like Biombo as a priority. Now, mm-hmm. all things being equal, Christian Wood is a better basketball player than Biombo, but you have the opportunity to get them for the same price. But if Christian Wood doesn't fit your roster as well, you know, if you aren't going to be able to play him as, as effectively because you don't have the roster around him, Bismack Biombo is a more valuable signing to your roster, right? So that's the way I kind of mm-hmm. try to frame things. Now, Colin Castleton slightly more ready and able to kind of soak up some more backup five minutes and able to give you that, you know, close enough rim protector mobile big, that makes Christian Woods upside. You know, that the ceiling of a Wood Castleton uh, backup versus a Biombo Castleton is higher while the floor of Biombo and Castleton is higher. So it's the, yeah, ah, so tempting, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, Castleton provides the floor so that you can chase the ceiling with wood instead of being like, all right, we know yes. what Biombo gives us. We know we need that big body. We just better go with that guy. So, well, I mean, it takes both sides. We'll see if anyone's able to, you know, offer more money, see what that looks like. But Ellie's in a much better spot now because of how Castleton is playing and, and, and should continue to play. Wouldn't be surprised to see him converted to a full contract. Wouldn't be surprised to see other teams being like, oh, this guy's really good. We want him as well. Yeah. So Ellie needs to retain him, of course. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's he certainly earned it. All right. Uh, moving on to Maxwell Lewis, Tim. A uh, guy who's kind of had a more tertiary role on this summer league team, but has had some exciting flashes nonetheless. Um, what have you seen from Maxwell Lewis other than just you know, being an insane athlete, as we kind of talked about with Mike. Yeah, he uh, he oozes upside. I he's all right. What uh, what is he able to do? Shoot game. We've only seen like we've seen him take three catch and shoot threes so far. I need to see this guy get more minutes. I need to see more off ball Lewis on ball. We know what he can provide as a self creator. And he's done a pretty good job in terms of when it catching on a spot up, you know, taking high self create, well, taking self creation skills and transferring them over to an off ball role is helping him make the most of his spot ups and is somewhat differentiating from a lot of these other guys that are just, uh, you know, catch and shoot or I don't know what else to do. He can catch, pump, take a couple step, you know, take a couple dribbles, probe and hit a midi or, or, throw a lob or kick it out. So he's got a lot of, you know, good, just kind of like with Rui where it's like, all right, he could be in a spot up role, but we know he can do more than that. And that's nice to have. He's yet another one of those types of guys where late clock, he's had that experience. He can go make something happen. I don't know exactly how well he'll do that at the NBA level. He's had one ISO so far, but he's, he can, I, I think short term, try to play more as a, 
off-ball 3D sort of player. And then long-term also has that upside that you're looking for. I do want to point out his defense, you know, it looks a lot better when he doesn't need to be the guy on offense. And that's great to see. Definitely still need to watch more film there. But I'm I'm liking what I've seen. I just need to see more of it, man. I need to see this guy get more opportunity. Yeah, that's part of the argument for Max, you know, getting shut down. I think, if anything, Max might get the chance. Maxwell. Um, Maxwell might get the chance to be the, the G League guy, you know, um, because, you know, they might have more use. Um, I, mean, I don't know if you want to talk about Demoy Hodge. I'm, I'm a Hodge Hive man, Tim. I don't know how you felt. Big, I'm, I'm a big fan, and I think he's probably – much closer to actually being able to play uh, than Max is. Max Webb. Max Webb. Yeah, I think Lewis, the upside is certainly higher. He is more of a project just right now. Like he, he played, and we, we've talked about this, he played that shot creator role in college. And from an impact standpoint, was, you know, on the below average end of shot creators. And from an efficiency standpoint, was also not particularly impressive and did so in, you know, against weak competition. So he's, Got some of the the skill and the potential, but getting him a full year, you know, on the two way, so you you have those those rights to him. Another team can't go grab him, which I, duh. With Castleson, LA would be able to keep him with that two way, and then you know they can convert him into a full contract later in the year. Um, but with with Lewis, give him those reps in the G League. I think those will be very very valuable for him, disproportionately compared to some of these other guys. I just need to see him with more and more opportunity and, you know, get him with this coaching staff, get him in the gym, just grow and grow and grow because I love the long-term potential. I want to see, you know, I want to see a little bit more of it uh, uh, in summer league, but I won't be disappointed or surprised if he's someone that this regular season isn't cracking the rotation or isn't even playing as much as a Hodge or a Castleton. Um, who were guys that weren't drafted. Uh, so I, I, I like what I see. I want to be patient with them. Yeah. I don't think we expected, you know, to, to have him in the lineup, you know, being able to expect much from him, but it's nice to have, you know, insane athlete that the bounce Tim, the step back in the corner he had, in some of the film we watched, mm-hmm. the, the blocks he's had, you know, the, the sheer wingspan and uh, second jump quickness that he's had, like scary, scary, impressive for a second round guy. You know, get him some time with some some pros, get him some reps. You know, I'm excited by that prospect. It's just he's just more of a project. Um, yep. But what what about Demoy? Do you think Demoy? I don't know, man. I'm irrationally high on this guy. Uh, He's been good. Sell me on him. Sell me on him. What do you see with him? So, and I'll preface this with, I'm I'm yet to be determined on the defense. I also have to go back, watch a little bit more film. It's hard to judge summer league defense all the time. Um, But I think he could be good enough to him. He immediately makes the decision. He is immediately firing that ball up. High release point. He's getting it up quick. It looks good. Um, he's athletic. He's got a dynamic kind of ability to get around the rim for a guy his size and kind of get an angle 
little scoop shots that are a little, you know, unorthodox, but his feel, um, his quickness of decision making and his his quick shot. And it looks good. I'm in. I'm so, so in on the hot hive. All right. I see the threes. I I see he shot 37% on catch and shoot threes. I see offensively, like he's not a guy that's going to put the ball on the floor and get to the rack, but he is a an active and a smart cutter. We saw that in college. It was something he did quite a bit, and we've seen that already with this team. So he's shooting well at the room when he gets there. It's as a cutter. It's in transition. It's not, you know, put the ball on the floor. On spot-ups, he's, you know, 90% of his spot-ups, he's putting the three up, and, and that's not me guessing. That's, that's what it's looked like thus far. That, to me, is playable. And then on defense – I agree. I need to watch some more film. The thing with him in college was his defensive impact wasn't nearly as high as the reputation because he was going for the stocks every possession rather than the stops. And we haven't quite, I think we're starting to see the balance a little bit more. I think he looks less out of place, less like a hundred percent hunter mode to the detriment of the team defense. And as he reigns that in and you know, is, is more, thoughtful around picking his spots i guess uh i think we'll see him be more impactful defensively even if his defensive playmaking numbers themselves aren't quite as high as they were in college because he was fouling a bunch he was getting blown by he was getting back cut he was losing his man for threes but because he was chasing the block or the steal all the time and i think the coaching staff is you know showing him some of the film and showing him some of the opportunity and it's You've got the skill. Let's just curb the behavior a little bit and get you playing good team Laker defense. And I want to see him, you know, grow into that. It's going to be a little bit new for him because he's played this way for two seasons under two different teams in college and was good at it and got, you know, one defensive player of the year because the voters just saw the steal numbers. I want to see him be a team defender. I think he's on the way. Still a kind of an open question for me, but he's headed in the right direction. And if he could do that, yeah, man, I see him being able to play. I see him immediately being able to be a, a off-ball guy in offense. And then defensively, hopefully is able to hold his own or maybe even be a plus with the defensive playmaking. Part of the concern with him and part of the reason why he went where he did is he's older. So there's a little bit less of that, you know, long-term upside and potential. And he's also for his size, not much of a ball handler, play, uh, pick and roll guy or passer, things that you'd be looking for from a guy who's kind of guard sized. But we've seen a KCP style guy succeed on a LeBron James team. And so I think from a fit standpoint, he's in the right environment to be able to fit in and, and have those weaknesses not matter as much. So he's set up well and uh, want to continue to see that defensive growth, but offensively, I like what I see. It's translated from college, and uh, I'm I'm with you, man. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm like all in, but I'm cautiously <laughs> I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm, in. I'm, you know, I'm, okay. I'm in. I'm so in. And Tim, when you have a guy who was like just coming into the league, who's like, yeah, I modeled my game after Contavious Caldwell Pope. You gotta fucking respect it, okay? All these nerds coming out saying Paul George right now, okay? Everyone is saying Paul George is the go. Who's saying Paul? They're saying he's model. Wait, you Paul haven't George? seen this? Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm, I might be more terminally online than you. I don't. I think it was Amen <laughs> Thompson 
said Paul George or someone else, and then another young kid said Paul George. Oh, it's, oh, oh, they said they like, bottled their game after Paul. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. no no, I did hear that. All right. Brandon I thought you were saying people were saying Hodge was modeled off of Paul George, and I was gonna say you need to no, no, follow no. those people. Okay. No, I, no. I, I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, keep in I mind respect, like I modeled my game after a role player because okay. I recognize like these are the things I'm good at and let's go. You know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? I love that. He was he was like you know, 80% of the time, a spot-up guy in college. So, like, I'm not surprised that he modeled his game after a role player. I'm also not, you know, surprised that he picked a Laker role player now that he's with the <laughs> Lakers. If he would have gone with a different team, he might have said a different name. Uh, was, I think we're going to continue to get, you know, as soon as guys are with the team, oh, I loved Kobe growing up. I modeled my game <laughs> off of, insert Laker player name here. Yeah, but he didn't and say Kobe. The mentality. Michael Cooper. Okay. No, no. But, okay. Between, awesome. All right. So, JHS, awesome. Mamba mentality, check. Uh, Dubois Hodge, I modeled that game after former Laker. Check. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, that's fair. So, just don't be surprised. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. And I don't play well. I don't play well. But I do see yeah, the resemblance. It's not like it's out of nowhere. Right. It's threes and cuts and then defensive playmaking. So, I get it. It's actually a pretty good comp. So, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I like him. There's a guy we haven't talked about, Tom. Yeah. There's a guy that that we haven't talked about who's who was on a two way, who is a second year guy, who many were excited and thought that he might be a rotation player last year. We weren't we weren't quite that high on him, but has shot the hell out of ball so far. Cole Swider shot forty five percent on his threes. He's second on the team in rebounds. What what have you seen from him so far? Who? No, Cole Swider. I can't. I, yeah, you're right. Um. I think allergic to Cole Swider. He um, shot 45% on his threes. Yeah, I, I actually don't what, care. What's changed? What's changed though? Nothing, Tim. I I and to be fair, like you you mentioned, I, I never really thought he could do anything else. Literally <laughs> anything else than be yeah. exceptional at one thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm glad to see he's been better than like dreadful for that being the one thing he's good at. And of course I have to raise the bar from dread. His dreadful is like 37% from the three, right? Cause if you're not good at fucking anything else, that's your, like I stay on the court level. So he's shooting 50% on catch and shoot threes. He is I mean, he's not going to drive. He's not going to put the ball on the floor. He's turned the ball over 50% of his drive so far. Um, he's not really creating at the rim, but, you know, can hit a shot or two at the rim. Like, I, it, when I say what's changed, like, you're right. You weren't super high on him. I wasn't either. Part of what I, you know, said a year ago was if this guy wants to play at the NBA level, his defense needs to get a lot better. Which I don't know that. It, I don't think that's true yet. I haven't done a full deep dive film review, but from what I've seen so far, don't think he's made gigantic strides there. And or he needs to be a dynamic off-screen shooter, and that has not been the case. And dynamic, you mean more than spot-ups, right? Movement shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need not just spot-up shooting. I need not just movement shooting. I need off-screen shooting because that's an additional level of pressuring the defense adding offensive value, just the, the upside for a spot, a really, really good spot up shooter. That's a stationary shooter is so low, just based on the job. The job does not give you opportunity to show off your, you know, the, the, the potential skills you have. Right. And the, the floor is low, the, the ceiling's low. 
movement shooting, the ceiling's a little bit higher. You're going to be able to get more threes up. Off screen shooting, you're going to be able to get even more shots up. And you're, you know, now engaging two defenders instead of potentially one. Uh, and he just hasn't made that jump. And because of that, I just, how, how much patience no, will there be next. for him? Okay. So, so what's I, your, I, uh, who are you giving these two-way spots? So we have, the CBA has changed, right? We mm-hmm. can have three two-way spots now. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently it's Castleton, Swider, and Hodge. So. Yes. If. Uh, I'm not exactly saying there's another Laker on the summer league team who deserves that spot over him. However, if he's in the second year and he's more or less where he was last year, right? Is, is that worth, you know, keeping him through training camp or is it better to by now all of the quality, you know, exciting undrafted free agents have kind of been scooped up. Uh, in a few months, you'll have guys getting cut from teams, you know, who you might not expect. So you'll be able to kind of cycle in new guys. Maybe you bring a Shaq Harrison in, you know what I mean, or something like mm-hmm. that. So if I would lean more toward literally anything else, because I feel like their youth is so deep, you know, their their like long, short, focused youth is deep. Get someone else who maybe can provide a use right now, or you want to, you know, compliment these other guys um, and, and their growth. Okay. I mean, he's only a couple months older than Demoy Hodge. So it's not, but it's not an age thing. It's a skill set thing to mm-hmm. me. So yeah. Get a skill set that can make them better. You know, right. Symbiotically. If he's not, if he didn't make that jump as an off-screen guy and he didn't make the jump on defense and those were very clearly the two things he needed to do, it's it's time. Go through another dart. Because if that growth didn't happen year one, it's probably not going to suddenly happen year two. Maybe there's a guy that LA really liked, wasn't able to sign to a two getting cut after training camp for one of these other teams. Yep. Just because, you know, we have we already have five centers or we already have, you know, four point guards or whatever. Like I'm sure they're keeping an eye out. I don't know that they cut him now, but I would think they would be willing to move on if one of those guys that they liked becomes available or if just another guy they want to throw a dart at becomes available. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm not, I would expect him to be on a two way to like heading into preseason. I would bet money that he's not on the two way by the end of the regular season. I think they'll probably have kind of cycled through and and given other guys a shot at that point. Yeah, for sure. So I guess, Tim, kind of wrapping this up here, having, you know, seen a week or so of of summer league, have you changed your offseason grade for the Lakers at all? I think we both had them at a B plus. I think that's, yeah, we were like B plus, A minus range. I think A minus might have to, with Colin, Maxwell, and uh and jhs and des moines i, I might be a modest range man I'm, I'm big on castleton i really am and des moines I, I don't know that they've done anything like differently that's like moved me like i think christy's taking a big jump but he's not part of the grade because he was already on the roster Maybe more Luke. seeing those players among other players in the in the context of you know like higher level basketball 
I mean, they're using Castleton better. Lewis is still a project. Like, I'm, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing. Or maybe you things. saw the Gabe Vincent signing differently, or the tour. You know what I mean? Anything. Yeah, like. yeah. Just giving it more thought. I think I'll say A minus because I've liked how each of these guys has played. I think with projecting, you know, in the moment as we're grading things out, we thought. Castleton and Hodge would be different, you know, certain things in JHS. We've seen JHS improve his finishing a bit and, and attacking the rim and, and going to, into contact. We've seen Castleton display a floater that he has not displayed at this level in college. We've seen Hodge improve defensively his awareness a bit. Those three things get me to that A minus. And I'm waiting on what they do with that last roster spot. If they go get Christian Wood, I think they've. Like the value you're getting at a min there, that that'll get me to probably like an A plus. If they go get Biombo, sure. I'm probably at an A. If they go grab Myers, Myers Leonard or somebody like that, or Wayne Gabriel, like I'm not as excited. So they, it's it's one of those things where like in March Madness, like you know you know what your score is right now, but you also want to take a look at like how many max possible points can I have based on you know how many of my Final Four championship title teams are left. The Lakers still have a lot of max possible points here. They are not capped out at this A minus. They can get higher. They have to just make one last moving piece here, maybe a second, um, but probably one last piece to really put the cherry on top to what has been an absolutely fantastic offseason. Shout out the front office from a draft standpoint, from a free agency standpoint. These guys fit together. There's long term, there's there's short term. They get it. They got guys at good values. They retained who they got to retain. And they're in a good position to go pursue filling a good player. The, the center market worked out, you know, nice and weak like we were hoping. The uh, Rui and Reeves and uh, Delo markets were weaker than, you know, we were worried about months ago. But realized after doing the, the, the homework, oh, actually, we're in a pretty good spot. It played out as expected. And, you know, still got to give L.A. credit for making good decisions. One last piece, one last piece, and I'm going to be so excited for this preseason. Uh, can't wait, but there's still more summer league to come, and uh, we will we'll be back in a couple of days to talk more about it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into the the weird days of summer, folks. We're going to get into some interesting content. We don't want to reveal anything yet, but I have some plans, Tim. I haven't told you about that. Ooh, I have some plans okay. for some exciting content. Possibly some uh, some Jeopardy. Would you like to play oh, Jeopardy? With some I would trivia? love to play a game, man. Trivia. You beat my ass in every game we played this weekend. <laughs> wait, wait, I, uh... Okay, okay. This is like we don't even have a Patreon, or I don't. You know, I don't know. You do, literally, technically. But this would be like the the ultra paywalled episode. But I only won because you were the only person who knew me <laughs> in the werewolf game. No, like I had an advantage. None of the other people knew me, so I could lie and deceive yeah. my way through things. But you want to talk about how you truck sticked me playing spike ball? <laughs> do we? <laughs> do we? Yeah, I'm competitive, Tim. <laughs> Shocker. And, and and I would like to mention my team operated in the most cringest way possible, where it was like, all right, <laughs> we don't have the most talent. But we're gonna scheme the shit out of this, and we like started innovating. Well, I don't know if it's innovating. I just don't watch like professional spike ball or 
the really good people. But like for us, it was innovating and coming up with strategies to innovative. try to yeah. close the gap. And, and uh, yeah. if you've never seen it, yeah, no, it was much and fun. you make one organically, that's innovating. No, but look, okay, competitive nature, you know, can get the best of me. I've tried to grow through that through my time. But I can't even take credit because the guy on my team was just like objectively the best player uh, on the sand. So (laughs) shout out to Nick. Um, uh, Appreciate all of the boys this weekend. I had a great time, Tim. And uh, we will be back this week. But yeah, I got some ideas. Jeopardy, maybe some other fun games, Tim. So uh, tell people to find us on in the discord and how to get the extra extra goodness. Oh yeah. So if you want to continue the conversation, because uh, spike ball questions or, you know, any, anything else, uh, catch us in the discord. It's, uh, the discord for the podcast or Lakers exceptionalism podcast, follow me and Tom on Twitter, Tim underscore NBA for me, creative destroyer, uh, on Twitter for Tom, uh, Lakers X pod or Lakers X pod. It's spelled the same way for the podcast account. And, uh, coming off of that name, we created the, uh, Lakers X mafia is the name of the discord group. You can, Jump in there by checking out the link in my bio on Twitter or by DMing me, Tom, or the uh, five-star review of the podcast. Get in there for one of the paid tiers. We've got a lot of cool extra content in there between, you know, an X's and O's course to bring you from like zero to 100, seeing the game at a different level, playing 2K better, winning and pick up more. Uh, If you want to coach better, like it'll be valuable. Check it out. You'll learn some things. Uh, and and be able to just enjoy the Lakers even more as a result of that. We've got bonus pods, extra channels, all sorts of different things. I want to shout out various friends of the podcast at different levels. We've got Court Prowse and TJ Timotaji, uh in the arena sponsorship level. Then Zach Harris, Q Daddio, iPod Shuffle, Miguel, T. Shuttleworth, Omar, Roy, Abdul Rahman, Keneal Mason, Doppel, and Romario for living the high life with us in the owner's box. And then also shout out all the folks in the courtside and lower bowl crews as well. Get in there. It's a bunch of fun. After this, I'm going to go uh, ask the Q&A channel at the lower bowl what questions they have so I can do some uh, on, uh, my next bonus pod. But uh, yes, yeah, Tom said we got a lot of fun stuff cooking. He's got ideas. I have a separate list of ideas. So even though, you know, free agency in the draft, it comes quickly. Summer league comes quickly. It'll die down a little bit. But we've yep. got a lot of fun content on the way. Thank you for stopping by. If you're listening to this on the podcast, check out our playback stream, playback.tv slash Lakers watch party. If you watched with us in the playoffs, thank you for joining us. If you were with us in the regular season, shout out moving forward during the summer, when we're doing these streams, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, like you don't need a login. You don't need any, you don't need to pay for anything to be able to watch with us. Um, we've got Tom puts together awesome videos at the beginning and the end that show you know, the players we're talking about doing the things we're going to be talking about. Uh, we've done, you know, tier maker uh, uh, and made some stuff there. We'll pull up film live. We'll look at some data. We pull some people index stuff. If you, you know, love the pod, it's that sort of stuff, but being able to watch it and see it and, you know, I'll be drawn up plays and things like that. So join us. We didn't have as much of that today uh, again, because we were away for the weekend, but Thursday, I want to have some stuff to, to throw up on the screen make it that additional awesome experience for folks here able to make it live. If you're joining late, we do have this on the podcast. Go follow the podcast again, follow us on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers watch party. It's all free. Uh, and uh, we'll be doing parties when we can for the summer league games as well. And then based on where the game is, if it's ESPN, 
you will need a, a sign in to like International League Pass or um, if it's on NBA TV, I think that's available for everybody. So lots of ways to enjoy the content. We we don't stop, Tom. Can't stop, won't stop. Let's uh, let's watch this yeah, video yeah. again. Thanks, We're everyone. We're play this video on the way out. But yeah, Tim, I was thinking we could watch some old school games maybe this summer and uh, hang out, yeah, you know, yeah. crack a beer, watch some old games, some Kobe games. Yeah. Since he's the 2K24 cover athlete after all. So thank mm. you, everyone. Have a good night. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.